want to read a verse from the Bible, Luke chapter 1 verse 26 to 37. We're going to continue on our series on the Holy Spirit. We've been on a series, uh, in case you've missed some of them, it doesn't matter because you will be able to follow today's message. Each message is a standalone message in itself. In case you've missed the previous ones, you can catch it on our podcast online. So Luke chapter 1 verse 26, it's what it says. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and that virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Nothing will be impossible with God. Let's go back three verses to verse 34. Luke chapter 1, verse 34. Mary says to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And this is the angel's response in verse 35. And this angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy the Son of God. Let's pray together. Father God, we want to thank you for this morning and thank you for every person gathered here. Thank you for these weeks we've been focusing on God, the Holy Spirit. And today we pray that we will understand God, the Holy Spirit even more and that a relationship with the Holy Spirit will go even deeper in our personal lives today. We thank you that you are able to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. As I've been mentioning over the last few weeks, the Holy Spirit is not the power of God. The Holy Spirit carries the power of God, but the Holy Spirit is not the power of God. The Holy Spirit is not the presence of God. The Holy Spirit carries, obviously, the presence of God, but the Holy Spirit is not the presence of God. The Holy Spirit is God. It is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And if you keep thinking about the Holy Spirit as the power you're going to get, you'll kind of realize, you'll kind of think of the Holy Spirit as as some sort of supplement that is needed in your life to boost your energy levels, to boost your performance, and to boost everything that God has got for you. And lots of people want this boost in their life without ever having an intimate relationship with God, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. And so every 
every time you come to a person, imagine what you will be like if you go to an individual or they come to you and all they want of you is what you can do for them. They don't want a relationship. They don't want to know you. They don't want to talk to you. They don't want to get to know you. But they really constantly making demands from you. Hey, can you give me this? Can you give me that? Can you give me this? Can you give me that? Can you give me this? Can you give me that? Every single day, every time they have a need, they're demanding, they're drawing, withdrawing, withdrawing, withdrawing. But there is absolutely no relationship. After a while, you and I will get tired of it. And sometimes we think in the church, why isn't the Holy Spirit working? The Holy Spirit is not a button you press to work. The Holy Spirit is God. And you and I have to make a decision today that we have to stop treating the Holy Spirit as a supplement that is allowed into our lives to somehow give us a boost to make our wishes come true. If you want to have all of the benefits of the relationship with the Holy Spirit, that you and I have to prioritize that the reason Jesus came to die and he was buried and he was risen again is not for you to press a button. It's for you to have a relationship. Intimacy is the key. And so the Holy Spirit is God, and we also have to be mindful that God, the Holy Spirit, is a person with whom we have a relationship. And I want to talk to you today a few functions of the Holy Spirit, because these are not exclusive. God, the Holy Spirit, has lots of functions. I want to mention just a few, and it's important for you to know these functions, because what you are unaware of, you cannot possess. What you are unaware of, you cannot walk in. The revelation you do not have, you cannot experience. Let me give you a simple example. I believe that Jesus forgives sins, that God forgives sins because of the death of Jesus. That is true. But if you don't know that, you can't experience that. That means just because it is truth, it doesn't mean it's real in your life. Only the truth that you know will set you free. And in case you don't know the truth, it can be true, but it will not set you free. If you go online, you can find loads of stories of people who were back in the days when the world wars were going on. They were hiding in houses and hiding in hidden places. And because they were so remote places, they were not aware that the war was over. So they continued to hide for months, sometimes weeks, sometimes years years after the war was over. Why? Because even though the war was over, the truth hadn't reached them. And the truth that does not reach you will not set you free. And the more you know about the Holy Spirit, the more freedom you will walk in. And that is why your desire and my desire in our life in this year is, God, I want to know you more. Because every time you know God, that which you know of Him begins to set you free. And you begin to walk in what you know God to be true in your life. So here's the first thing. God, the Holy Spirit, is an absolute expert at making plan B better than plan A. What do I mean by that? You see, this was plan A. God came and took some mud and some dirt and made a human being. He called him Adam and took a rib out of him and made a woman and called her Eve. And the two were given the right and rule to live in this garden And they were given one command, one instruction, not to eat of a particular tree. And Adam and Eve went on to eat of this tree and they sinned. Because what is sin? Sin is anything in your life that causes you to depend on yourself. Anytime you think you know better than God and anytime you want control of how things should be done your way, you are walking and living in sin. When you come to God, one of the first 
things you have to do is give up control. And for some of us, it's easy. For some of us, it is difficult because our entire existence, all we have known is to be in control and be in control of the outcome, be in control of the situation, be in control of how relationships should go, be in control of our opportunities should come about. But when you come to God sooner or later, God will take you through a school where he will teach you over and over again, you are not in control. God has been running the universe way before you were born and God will continue to run the universe way after you are gone. And you and I have to come to a place where we say, God, I trust you to be good. And because you are good, I give up my control and I choose you to be in control and in charge of my life. And so when Adam and Eve thought, well, actually we know better. We know better. They decided to act their way and that is what was called sin. And they fell and they came short of what the Bible calls not just a relationship but the glory of God. The very glory of God. All now because of Adam have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That was supposed to be plan A. They were supposed to live forever and ever, enjoying uninterrupted communion and fellowship and intimacy and friendship with God. But plan A went bad. But every time plan A goes bad, you and I need to have encouragement in this fact that nothing ever surprises my God. It Nothing ever surprises your God. You know the one thing God has never done in his entire existence? He has never gone, ooh. I didn't see that coming. He never did that. He's never done that. And he's not going to do that again. Sometimes that happens in your life and you go... I didn't see that coming. I didn't see them reacting that. I I just did not see that coming. And I want you to know that sometimes you have to just let go and trust God. There may be things in your life that you did not see coming. But the good news is here. And the good news is this. The Holy Spirit knows. The Holy Spirit knows. And you can trust Him. You can rely on Him. You can lean on Him. And so Jesus, as the Son of God, was set as a plan into motion. And God the Father said, hey, listen. Plan A has failed. Adam has sinned. Adam has fallen. Eve has sinned. Eve has fallen. Now here is my plan B. Plan B is that I have to kill the entire human race and I have to start a brand new race. I'm going to bring someone into this world called the second Adam. The Bible calls him the second Adam. The other name for the second Adam is Jesus Christ. And so Jesus Christ was born into this world. And when he died, the entire human race died with him. When he was buried, the entire human race was buried with him. When he was risen again, the entire human race was risen again with him. And if you and I will come to him and simply believe that he died in your place and he died as you. And he was buried in your place and he was buried as you. And he has been risen in your place and he was risen as you. Now he is seated at the right hand of the Father. And if you will believe that you too are seated with him in heavenly places, then his reality becomes your reality. And plan B turned out to be way better than plan A because now you and I are not walking in a garden with God. God is now living inside of me. He is Emmanuel, God with us. It's no longer us with God. God has now come and chosen not to live in houses made out of bricks and concrete and wood. He now lives in human hearts and that is possible because of the second Adam, Jesus Christ, who was born as a representation of a new species, a new creation. And that is why the Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. It's a completely new species. 
Death, my friends, is not before you. Death is behind you. You've already died. You've already been resurrected. And when you exit this body that you call the human flesh, you are simply checking out of one accommodation and you are checking into another accommodation. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you will never die again in your future because death is not before you. Death is behind you. And Jesus came and fulfilled a mandate called plan B. Salvation through simple faith in the finished work of Jesus. And guess who executed that plan? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Mary says, how is this going to be? Because God now had to introduce a new species that did not carry human DNA. It had to carry divine DNA. The Holy Spirit said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll come and I will overshadow this little girl called Mary. I'll come upon her. And I'll I'll overshadow her. And even though she has not been with a single man, she will fall pregnant. Why? Because her conception is going to be supernatural. She will not be giving birth to human DNA. She will be giving birth to divine DNA. A DNA that has no sin, that has no fault, that has no impurity in it. And some of you are sitting here thinking, Oh my goodness, I have blown plan A. I have blown plan A. I wish I could go back and just fix something. I wish I could just go back and change a decision I made. I wish I could just go back and just rectify something. And if it wasn't for that decision, I wouldn't be in so much pain right now. I have good news for you. Stop living in regret over plan A. The Holy Spirit can introduce plan B into your life. And if you will give him complete control, you will realize that your life can turn out to be way better than it has ever hoped to be or imagined to be because God is a God who is still in control. Nothing about your past, your regret, your pain, your disappointment surprises him. Trust the Holy Spirit today and let him make your life to be something that is beautiful, more beautiful than you could have ever imagined. The Holy Spirit is still in the business of resurrecting plans and giving you a hope and a future that's way better than you could have ever imagined. And that's why your relationship with the Holy Spirit matters. That's why you cannot treat him as a button that you press to get more power so you can pray for somebody who is sick and they can be healed. He is not your butler. He is not your genie. He is God. He is God. He is God. And Jesus was born of the Holy Spirit. Secondly, the Holy Spirit has a function of making sure that the right things happen at the right time to the right people. The right things happen at the right time to the right people. The Bible says this, at the right time, Christ died for us. At the right time, Christ died for us. In other words, Jesus' birth, his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection was not a year late. It was not a year early. At the right time, Christ died for us. And even though this plan was set into motion hundreds of years ago, people like Isaiah hundreds of years ago had been prophesying, predicting, and seeing the virgin will be with child, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting God, Prince of Peace, etc., etc., etc. Prophets of old have been saying, hey, there is a time coming where this will happen, where God will create a brand new species, a brand new creation from scratch. He will do this. And guess what? It will 
was right on time. Why? Because the Holy Spirit turned up at the right time, at the right place, with the right person to execute the right plan. And some of you are sitting here with discouragement saying, God, my timing is a bit off. Things in my life seem to be a little early or a little late. Things seem to be delaying or things seem to be accelerating. Things seem to be imploding or things seem to be exploding. I have good news for you. If you will rely and trust on the Holy Spirit, He is always on time. He is never early. He is never late. And He will make sure that the right thing gets done at the right time with the right people. And if you need people in your life to put into action the plans God has for you, He will even send an angel to visit somebody hundreds of miles away and have a conversation with them just to bless you and make sure the plans in your life come to fruition. And that is why your life and my life has to be so dependent on God the Holy Spirit because He is God's agent on earth to make sure that the right thing happens at the right time with the right people. At the right time, Christ died for us. And I want to prophesy over your life. If you have faith, receive it. You will not be a day late in your life. You will not be a day early. You will not die before your time and none of your opportunities will be exhausted. The Holy Spirit in your life will make sure the right people are spoken to and the right hearts are touched and the right movements are moved so that you are on time. Your marriage is on time. Your business is on time. Your relationships are on time. You will never live another day with regret, with shame, with worry about my time is going because the Holy Spirit will make sure it happens just on time. The Holy Spirit came and met with this virgin girl at the right time. At the right time. One of the things I used to confuse me is I used to hear a lot and say, God has given you favor and God has shown you favor. And, and I was like, yeah, that's great, but what do I do with that? What's my next step? God loves you. God is kind and he's got incredible favor in your life. And, and I was kind of like Mary, if you go back to a few verses, the angel comes to her and angel says to her, Greetings, favored one. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. And the Bible says, Mary wondered, what kind of greeting is that? I mean, who says hello that way? Can you imagine picking up a phone and somebody says hello at the end and you say, greetings, favored one. Nobody greets people like that, do they? He came to her and said, greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. She was greatly troubled at that saying, and she tried to discern what sort of greeting is that? I mean, what do I do with that? If I came to you today and he said, hey, listen, I just want you to know you are the favored one. You'll probably say thank you, but what do you do with that? What's the next step? I'm glad that you told me I've got the favor of God, but what's next? And often I have wondered, God, what what do I do with the favor? What, what, What do I do? What do I do? What's my next step? And I've realized it's not so much about what do I do, it's about who will I receive. It's not so much about what do I need to do, it's really about am I willing to let go. It's not so much about what do I need to do, it's actually about what do I need to do less. It's not so much about how do I make this happen, it's actually about I better shut myself with the Holy Spirit. So he can tell me what's next. 
And people who want the plan of God without the intimacy of God often are frustrated because the question is, what's next? How do I work this favor out? Thank you for the greeting. But what's next? What's my next step? Here's your next step. Allow the Holy Spirit to do the right thing at the right time with the right people in the right places. For some of you, that word right there is incredibly freeing. But some of you, that word right there is incredibly frustrating because you want more. You want it to be about you and your work and how you can make it happen. But can I say to you, what God has called you to do is impossible. It's not difficult. What God has called you to do is impossible. The life God has called you to do is impossible. The standard of living God has set for us as followers of Jesus Christ is not difficult. It is impossible. And it will take nothing less than the Holy Spirit to make sure that the plan of God is fulfilled in your life. So even if you try with all your heart, with all your might, with all your strength, every day and work seven days a week for the next 365 days, it still will not be enough because what God has called you for is not just difficult. Difficult, it is absolutely impossible. So the sooner you and I learn to say, okay, now that I am favored, I need to do what Mary did and just step back and say, Holy Spirit, do your work. Holy Spirit, do your thing. Holy Spirit, I invite you. I'm going to make it my ambition to get to know you. I'm going to make it my ambition to shut the door, go back into the place where it's just me and my Bible and get to know God, where intimacy comes back on the radar and that becomes my priority. That becomes my number one thing, number two thing, and number three thing. Because I've been often wandering around saying, what's next? What's next? What's next? Here to tell you, I'll tell you what's next. The next thing you do is shut the door. Go into a place where you and God are alone. And some of you know what that means because you've tried it in the past. And that was the time when you were the happiest. That was the time when you were the most joy-filled. That was the time when you had peace. That was the time when people couldn't upset you. But now that you're running around wondering what to do, with favor people easily upset you you're easily offended you're easily taken back by criticism and you're easily upset when people are there for you or not there for you all of that is going to show that you're not in a place of joy but when the favor of God is on you the Holy Spirit makes sure that the favor works itself out in your life the favor of God works itself out Mary was the favored one, but the Holy Spirit made sure that it was worked out for Mary. Here's the last one that I love about the Holy Spirit. Every now and then, it doesn't happen usually for a lot of things that we would like it to happen. But every now and then, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and bypass process. And get you to the product. Bypass process. And get you to the product. And sometimes we as believers in Jesus Christ. Especially those of us who believe in the Holy Spirit. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Go the other way where we walk in a lack of wisdom. And we have a, get to a place where we have no financial planning. And we just hope. God will somehow bypass the process and get us to the end and we don't take care of our health and we just hope God will bypass the process and somehow miraculously give us good health. I'm not talking about foolishness because all of that is foolishness. That's all it is. But I'm talking about sometimes when you have a dream and a desire in head of you 
There is a plan and a purpose that is in front of you. And you're going, how in the world am I going to get there? In fact, even if I tell people my dreams and my desires, I, I don't even want to because they think I'm crazy. They'll think, I, they'll think, they'll think I need therapy. The angel finished with these words. Mary, what is impossible for man is possible with God. What is impossible for man is possible with God. What is impossible for man is possible with God. Let's read that. Verse 35 onwards if we can. Luke chapter 1 verse 35. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. Let's say that together. For nothing will be impossible with God. Come on, say it like you mean it. Nothing will be impossible with God. I'm believing that for some of you, God will bypass the process, bypass the barrenness, bypass years of history where nothing fruitful has come out of you and the doctors have said you're not fruitful. Every expert has said you're not fruitful. Even you're convinced that you will not bear fruit in your life. But why don't you believe God the Holy Holy Spirit today. You can trust Him. You can trust Him to do the impossible. You can trust Him with the things that you thought was impossible for you. In fact, your colleagues ruled you out. Your parents may have ruled you out. Your teachers may have ruled you out. You might not even have passed school. You may not even have an education or a degree to show how smart or clever you are. But today at Beacon Church, I wonder if there's anybody who can believe that what is impossible for man is possible for God. The Holy Spirit can make it happen even today he can make it happen even today that's why our relationship with the holy spirit is important that is why intimacy with god is important because the holy spirit is still in the business of bypassing process to give you a miracle i wonder how many of you need a miracle in your world right now. I wonder how many of you are looking at the end goal and saying, I have no idea how I'm going to get there. Maybe you're like Mary going, thanks for letting me know I'm favored, but actually most of my Christian life, I'm just confused. Because what do I do with this? What's next? Let go. That's what's next. Trust him. That's what's next. Don't try and work it all out. Because it won't all make sense. That's what's next. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. We have some background music. We're going to pray in a minute. And I'm going to ask some of you to answer these questions in your own heart. Who here needs a miracle today? I mean, I'm not talking about foolishness. I'm not talking about planning or preparation or looking after yourself. I'm talking about you have a God-given dream in your life. 
a God-given vision in your life and you are going, God, I have no idea, no idea how this is going to happen. What is impossible with man is possible with God. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? The Holy Spirit will come upon you. That's how it's going to happen. But what does that mean? How is that going to look? I have no idea. I have no idea. You have to simply trust. Or maybe you're sitting here today with regret. Because plan A went awfully wrong. It cost you time. It cost you money. It wasted a few years. You still have wounds and bruises and scars to tell of plan A. But God, the Holy Spirit, is still in the business of invading people's lives. If you will let him. Just make sure you don't live another day with regret over wasted years and wasted opportunities. Why don't you believe that the future is greater than the past? Why don't you believe that God's love is bigger than your biggest mistake? Why don't you believe that God's plan is greater than your biggest regret? Why don't you believe that God's will and desire for you and the Holy Spirit's ability in you is bigger than your biggest weaknesses? All of your weaknesses combined are no match for how great God is. Why don't you trust God the Holy Spirit today? today trust him trust him trust him trust him